Hello everyone, hope you all been well. Today on Ghost Travelers Podcast, we'll be talking with Amanda Thompson. We're going to be talking with Amanda on how she and her husband started the Haunted Trails to Gettysburg. Also, we'll be talking to Amanda about what kind of experiences that she and her guests have witnessed or felt while investigating the property. So please join us on this journey with Amanda. Hey Amanda, thank you for coming on Ghost Travers Podcast. How are you today? Good, how are you? I'm doing well. Um, if you could, can you tell my listeners a little bit about yourself? Yep, my name is Amanda Thomas and I am 38 years old and I live in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. Now, how do you um, came across Gettysburg? Um, well, I've always been, like, a Civil War buff, um, and believe it or not, um, my husband and I came here on our honeymoon, and I actually am the one that chose to come here, um, on our honeymoon, and, uh, we literally just fell in love with the place. Now, what got you into, uh, being a Civil War history buff? Um, actually, it started when I was younger. I was probably like 11 or 12, and we went to Williamsburg, and I just, I really grew an interest into the Civil War, and I had always had that interest, but it didn't really spark until, um, probably about eight years ago, um, and uh, then I just really started getting into it more. Now, what happened eight years ago that really uh, drove the passion for the Civil War history? Um, well, we started to go to like reenactments and stuff um, back in Michigan where we used to live. And it just, something about it just really intrigued me. And what got you that, that big plunge that you said to your husband saying, hey, let's move to Gettysburg and buy this uh, eight-acre farm? Um, well, it was also the paranormal. So when we came here and we fell in love with the place, there, we had a lot of weird things happen in our hotel. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like this was home to me. This was where I belonged. Um, when we left, I actually cried, um, because I kept telling my husband that my soul belongs here. Like, I don't know if people believe in past lives or not, but I do. And I believe that I was here during the Civil War in a past life and that this is home to me. And, and I wanted to do everything that I could to get back here. And so we started visiting every year. We brought the, our kids here. And we just pretty much prayed that someday we would move here. And I honestly just kept thinking about it. And it actually became a dream to come true for us, really. Everything fell into place. And it was very bizarre how things kind of fell into place for us to be able to move here. Um, almost a miracle, I guess you would say. But... I do believe everything happens for a reason, so. 
and congratulations on moving uh, to Gettysburg. Thank you. You're welcome. And I do believe in the reincarnation um, aspect of the paranormal field because I have a true passion of the Gettysburg town and the Civil War history. And I also believe I was um, in Gettysburg back when it was in the 1800s. And I believe I was a Civil War soldier on the Union side that fought and died in Gettysburg because I have also what you said. I also have a true passion for Gettysburg. I I was really upset when we moved away from Gettysburg because I don't know whenever I will come back to Gettysburg because my heart is drawn to the, it's the town itself. That's awesome. So um, can you tell us a little bit about your business of the Haunted Trails in Gettysburg and how it started? Yeah, so when we actually moved here, we didn't really plan on opening up a paranormal business. I mean, we had, you know, heard about, like, the paranormal businesses in town and stuff like that, but we never really thought about that until we moved in, and we didn't even know how haunted this place was until we moved in. And um, I don't know, just something kind of inspired me to open up a paranormal business out, out here. Um, I think it was the spirits just talking to us and communicating, and I, I just feel like they need their voices heard. And But it, the thing about it is it's not only Civil War spirits that we have here. We also have American Indians, and we actually have people's own loved ones that have come through to them out here. I mean, it is, I don't know if people believe in portals, but I do, and we believe there's two of them out here. And I believe that my family and I, we are kind of like here to to help people, you know, to help the living and the dead. Um, just to realize that, you know, guys, we, we don't die. We, we, we go on forever. Um, and the spirits have told me that here too. They're always reassuring me that they're they're always around, and um, all I can say about this property, to put it in the best terms, is I believe it's magical out here. I don't know what this is out here. I can't explain it, um, but miracles have happened out here. I mean, it's we have one lady who visits every year now, and her dad comes through to her out here. He will not come through to her anywhere else goes but here and it is truly truly magical how he comes through to her so that's why I say I don't know if there's like a portal or I just don't know if, if something is here and it's easier for them to get through um, or if it's something to do with with my abilities and my family's abilities just being open and and you know kind about things I'm not really sure, but it's, I mean, you listen to the stories that people come up to me after a tour, and sometimes I'm just dumbfounded, like, you know, just the things that these people experience out here, it's, it's incredible. Now, you just mentioned that you have abilities, can you tell, can you tell a little bit about them and what kind of abilities that you have? 
I heard oh, it right. Abilities. I thought you said building. I'm sorry. No, it's I fine. Couldn't hear you very well. Um, yeah, I don't really know. I consider myself more of an empath. I don't really like to. I'm not the type of person to really like. How do I explain it? Like, flaunt my abilities. Like, I just, you know, kind of is what it is. I just feel like I just. I have a connection to that other side. I had a near-death experience when I was a baby. Um, and I think that that kind of opened up the doorway for me. Um, so I've always been able to... Now, I can't see them. I can only see shadows and, like, um, like white-type figure things. But I can I can sense them. I can feel them when they're near, like, and the thing about it is when I feel them, like, we'll have a K2 out or something, and you'll put the K2 around me, and it goes red, and I'm like, yeah, they're right here, they're on this side, so I have that ability, and then I feel like, too, like, I have the telepathic ability, like, I can hear them through my mind say things. Okay. Um, and that's kind of, that it's not a perfect science. It, like, comes and goes, so I never know yeah. like, what, you know, they're going to be telling me or whatever. It's, you know, it's just, it's something that just kind of comes and goes. But um, I just feel like I'm kind of, I don't know, I just feel like my purpose in this life is, is to help them and to help the living communicate and just kind of give people comfort. To reassure them that, you know, that this isn't it. Yeah, I kind of have the similar abilities that what you were just talking about. Like, you can feel uh, the spirit when they come and go in the room. And you can tell um, where they are in the room. Saying, oh, this spirit's over here and this one's over next to me. And you pull out your recorders and you get stuff. But I'm not farther as I'm not farther along as you are. They can hear them in your head, and they're talking with you. I'm not quite there yet. Oh, but you'll get there. It just takes practice. That's oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah, that's and true. And I think there needs to be more people like us. What people don't under don't really realize is that everybody actually has this ability. Mm -hmm. It's just a lot of people close it off or don't want to believe in it, or they're too scared. Um, because we're all connected. Uh, we are all connected spiritually, every one of us. Even the, it's so weird, but like even like the trees, the, the animals, like everything is connected. And I'm also Native American, so I believe in a lot of like the spiritual stuff. And the Native Americans, they... They believed in that, that, you know, that everything is connected. And it's true. Even my spirits have told me that, that everything is connected. And that our one thing that we need to learn in this life is love. Like, I know it may sound cliche to some people, but it is certainly true that that is, like, our main thing that we need to learn in this life is, is love. It, that's the only thing that matters in this life it doesn't matter about being successful rich um poor it none of that matters the only thing that matters is is love like the way you love 
and you know um the way you are as a person like i can tell anybody anything my my spirits here have expressed that so many times it's not even funny they they're constantly telling me that and i don't know it's I don't know. The things they say out here sometimes is just, it just really makes you, you think, you know, just about life and especially right now with the pandemic and, you know, just so much hurt and and heartache and, you know, um, and they know about the pandemic too, by the way, because they're always talking about that too. Um, so a lot of people think, you know, that they're just in that time era. That's, that's not true. They know about what's going on in, in this life right now, in this, in this year. Now, so, now how do you... Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> now, how do you believe that the, the spirits back in the Civil War era knows about the pandemic since they really don't know what a, a telly is or... Um, a cell phone is how to get the the news across. Do you think they um, understand what's happening in this time era for communicating through the newer spirits to talk about the pandemic? I don't, you know, that part I'm not really sure. I mean, I also believe in parallel universes. Mm -hmm. So I do believe that they just, they know. I think that when we pass on to the other side and we go to that other parallel universe, I think everything is all knowing. I think we just we know everything is just all knowing. And I have a um, what's called a phasma box, and it works. It's like an app that works through my laptop, and that is what they communicate uh, with us. Um, and they, they've told us about the pandemic, and um, they've even told us, like, last year who the president was. Um, they told us what year it was. They, they've they said my name, my husband's name. I mean, that I just believe that when you pass on, everything is all-knowing. Like, you, you have that ability to be able to tap into this side. Um, and... I I don't know. I just that's kind of my belief on a lot of that. But it, I mean, it is crazy because they know. I mean, I think that there's still like things that they can't tell us, you know, because we have to learn for ourselves in this life. Um, you know, there's there's things there's probably rules like we have over on this side where they can't really help, you know, help us, but not help us too much, you know, where it's going to get us off track. Um, but yeah, that's, it's kind of my belief on a lot of that. Yeah. And I do believe that also. And that's why we kind of got into the paranormal field for we can kind of ask questions to the spirit world and saying, Hey, what it's like over there. Can you tell us a little bit of what it's like on the other side for we kind of have a taste on the living side, what it's like um, on the other side when you die and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, that's true. And, you know, like, I, there's another thing that I kind of believe with this whole, with with dying and everything. Like, I almost believe, because, like, if you, 
if you dabble into like near-death experiences and stuff, like a lot of those people who have died and come back, they will sit there and tell you that death feels more real to them than, than life. So that's my thinking too, is how do we not know that that's the real living and right now this is more like a dream state yeah. for us. This is more like, you know, we've come here for soul lessons, experiences and stuff. And, you know, we, we jump into these bodies basically that's what reincarnation is too. We keep coming back till either our lessons are learned or our soul is like matured enough or, or matured how we want it to be. Um, Cause I do believe in free will too. Um, I don't know, just so much of that, that I've asked like the spirits here and stuff. And it just, it makes a lot of sense if you really start thinking about it, you know, because you know, so many people have been reincarnated and, you know, you get like deja vu and I still get deja vu here in Gettysburg. There'll be times we'll all be just walking around town and I'll get deja vu. Um, you know, so how do you explain all that unless you were here before? Now, can you tell us about what kind of a deja vu effects um, you're happening when you're walking in town? Do you think it's your uh, past life showing you images of what it was like? Yes, most definitely. And actually, um, like in my mind, like when we first started coming here and stuff, like I used to always tell my husband, like I felt like... Um, I was a young mother, I was 20, and I had four kids. And my husband went off to war and got killed. Um, but I don't know much more than that, other than two, my name was Abigail. Like, I feel like I've really been drawn to that name for a very long time. Actually, since I got really into the Civil War, I've always had that, like, telepathically, like, something come to me and, and say, my name was Abigail, and I was, you know, a young 20-year-old with four, four kids when my husband passed um, during the Civil War. Now, I couldn't tell you Confederate or Union. I have no clue. I, I'm not really sure about that, but um, that's kind of how I feel. And I just sometimes just walking around town, uh, just certain buildings, where I kind of, like the Jenny Wade house, sometimes I'll get like walking by that deja vu, or even the Farnsworth house sometimes. Um, so just different different things like that. Sometimes on the battlefield, um, I will say like the um, Pickett's Charge, I'm really, um, I really feel connected to that area for some reason. Um, and not really sure why, but the spirits out there are a little cocky with me, so I don't, <laughs> I don't go out there too often because I've gotten some recordings and they've been a little smart, smart butts with me, so <laughs> I don't go off to, out there too often anymore. But um, I need to. I need to go back because I know that they're probably just messing with me. Um, but uh, they, they, they seem to do that here, out here, too. There's a lot of smart Alex out here. 
Yeah. Um, but, you know, if you think about it, too, like, even, like, during the Civil War, it was a lot of, you know, younger guys, you know? You're talking 16, 17, 18-year-old guys, and honestly, like, I have a, a 16-year-old son, and he's a smart aleck. <laughs> so, you know, it's it, it's funny, because they are, they're very comical at times. Um, and then the American Indians will, will hear them, like, whistle and stuff out here sometimes. Um... But yeah, it, I don't know. Now, with your connection to Picket Charge, do you believe that once your past life's husband passed away during the war, do you think that your past life uh, person became a nurse and maybe worked on the Civil War soldiers out in Picket's Charge? You know, I had never even thought about that, but it could be a possibility. Yeah, because with the, the weird connection with the picket charge and you have that connection, you would uh, maybe think that, oh, I was helping the the soldiers here. Maybe the soldiers here that are still on picket's charge might recognize me because I might, I would have maybe helped them out. You know, that, that would make a lot of sense because I always feel like even out here on my property, I feel like the mother hen. Yeah. And like... The spirits here have said that, that especially Walter. Walter is like a son to me. I don't. I. I, I guess a lot of uh, like other psychics and mediums that have come out here before have said that Walter is so connected to me because I look like his mother. Um, and I just. I don't know. I just feel like I've always been that kind of person to take people under my wing. Yeah. Like I've always taken, like, my kids' uh, their friends under my wing. And I've always been, like, a second mom to a lot of my, my kids', kids friends. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of feel like that with the spirits out here because I feel like so many of them are young um, and, and stuff. So I just, I just have always had that, like, kindred soul type person. Um, with 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 people i've always you know just felt sympathy and empathy for people who are less fortunate and you know just i've always just been like that so i wouldn't doubt that but you know what that's a good point i've never even thought about that i should go out to pickett's charge and 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 see what i would get out there more about that because that's interesting yeah you definitely should let uh, let us know um, when you go out there next time and maybe we can have you back on and tell you and tell us uh, how it went. Yeah, definitely, for sure. Now, you mentioned at your your location uh, a person named Walter. Can you explain who Walter is? Yes, yeah, so um, Walter is actually buried out here on our property. Um, he has told us that he is 20 years old. Um, now, my husband knows a little bit more about about him than I do. Um, we can't get his last name. Uh, we've tried. Um, and his stone out here just has a W on it. But he's told us that, you know, his name was Walter and that um, I think he was shot in the Battle of Hunterstown and then brought here um, because... 
Adams County Historical Society, when we did research on our property, we found out that this property was used as a Confederate field hospital. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, and we believe there's probably others buried out here. Actually, I'm almost positive there's probably others buried out here. Even the Adams County Historical Society told us that, um, but they won't, you know, they won't do anything because it's, you know, it is private property, but, um, and then we also have Mary who's buried out here too. And we know that she was two days old. We don't know, um, how she died or anything. Um, we just know like what the, the neighbors have told us mm-hmm. because, um, back then they just, they, back in the 1800s, they would just bury the babies like on their property and stuff. And she's buried at a tree. Um, but yeah, it, um, there's probably others buried out here. We have found like open graves wow. and stuff. So, and somebody, one of, one of the people that were out here stood in one of the open graves and did like, um, dowsing rods. Yeah. And they kept crossing. And so they were saying that that means that there's probably a body buried there somewhere, but we've found tons and tons of artifacts out here. Um, so who knows? I mean, we don't know who there's others buried out here. It's a very big possibility. Now, have you tried maybe like doing some research on about trying to get, um, or ever thought about getting a, a ground penetrated radar system of a company to maybe like scan your property? We would love to do that if we had the money to, for sure. I mean, I would be totally willing to do that if we ever had the money to do something like that. I know that we did have a, um, one of our friends is a police officer out of Philly, and he had his friend come with a police dog, and the police dog was out here and hit a couple of areas out here. So, um, like a cadaver dog. So, yeah, I mean, if, if we could ever afford to do something like that, or if somebody knew somebody that would be willing to do it, at, you know, free or maybe like a donation to us, that would be awesome. I'd love to do something like that just to find out for sure. Now with the dog, um, how many spots do you believe that the, the dog, uh, the, police, the police dog um, located? Um, I think it was three. Um, I wasn't outside when it, because uh, I had a tour um, in the cellar because we, we do our trails and our cellar um, and usually, well, this was before the pandemic, usually we had a bigger group. So my husband would do the trails and then I would do the cellar um, for groups. So I was actually in the cellar when it happened. Um, but if I remember correctly, I think my husband said there was at least three spots. Well, and those cavatter uh, dogs are really um, accurate with their nose and their sense of uh, detecting uh, bodies like in the ground still, even from the 1800s. 
Yeah, because there should still be at least bones left or even, you know, like like I said, like we found artifacts out here. I mean, we found buttons. We found um, a belt buckle. We found buttons, Confederate buttons in our cellar. Um, and we have a dry stream out here. And when it rains and stuff, it, you know, it floods out. And that's where my husband has found a ton of artifacts. So, um, wow. Yeah, yeah. It's just, you never know what you're going to find out here. And he, he, I just got him a nice new metal detector. So he's going to start metal detecting now that it's getting nicer and see what else we can find out here. I mean, I have personally have found like melted lead and stuff out here. Um, I've actually tripped over a couple of pieces because every, when we just, we get a lot of rain here and when it rains, just stuff, random stuff just, you know, pops out of the ground. So it's like, wow, (laughs) you never know what you're going to find. Now, when you guys do, um, any kind of digging or any, um, artifact removal from the ground, do you think it's... Uh, causing more activity of a haunting on your property or inside your uh, house? Um, no, not really. I think it kind of just stays the same, to be honest with you. It doesn't really, I don't think it really bothers them that, you know, we're, we're finding stuff. And I think a lot of it is because I always honor them. Yeah. You know, I come out here and I talk to him. I talk to him in the cellar. Um, you know, so I think that they realize that they're being acknowledged and they're being honored. And uh, they, I really think they like that. Yeah, and especially since you are doing like bringing people in in your town, uh, the soldiers and the Native Americans' history. And you might be uh, displaying the artifacts and telling about what artifacts that we found and a little bit of history about that. And I think that the spirits might appreciate that more instead of buried in the ground. And since it reverses, that um, they're more happier that way. Yes, I totally agree. Because when we do our tours, that's what we do. We actually tell the history of our property first. And, well, my husband does, because he's the historian when it comes to that. I, I'm more of the paranormal. But he does that, and then at the end of our tours, we will show everybody a display of stuff that we have found here on, on our property. Now, that's very awesome of you guys that uh, do that, do mix with history and the, the paranormal field all mess in, match in one. Yeah. Yep, we we do that and a lot of people like that about us because that's that's another thing that makes us really unique compared to anything else in Gettysburg is because we do give the history first and then, you know, um do the paranormal tour after we have told everybody the history of our property and you know, just kind of then we tell people like certain things that have happened out here and stuff and um you know it it is um 
it's different. It, it really is, and I think a lot of people appreciate that because people have come out here multiple times because they said, you know, it's different every time out here. It's not, we don't do scripted uh, paranormal tours out here. Our, our tours are different every time you come out here. I mean, you'll, you'll hear about the history every time, but it's a different experience every time. You know, we don't, it's not, you know, like, it's completely, it's not storytelling, I guess you would say, because a lot of those tours are storytelling or they, um, you know, some of the paranormal tours, I'm not trying to knock anybody or anything. I'm just trying to say how we are different. I'm just saying with ours, we're not storytellers. We don't, you know, make things up. You know, everything is authentic and it's, we kind of let people like go out on the trails. We show you like your, the hot spots and different things that happen. And then we kind of just let people walk around themselves and kind of experience things themselves. So it's, it's, it's a lot different um, than, than anything I know I've ever been on for a paranormal tour. So, and that's how we want it. We want it to be different. Um, because we want people to enjoy it out here and come back. Yeah. You know, we want people to come back. Now, if you could, for your so many years that you've been um, letting people on your property and investigating, um, do you have, uh, if you could tell us uh, a few of your favorite stories of people's uh, experiences on the property? I know you mentioned one earlier on the show, but do you have a personal favorite of yours? Um, yeah, I actually have two. I'll tell you my, my personal experience. And then other than the lady that has her dad, I have another one. Um, but my personal experience out here, um, my mother passed away four years ago. And um, one of her favorite movies was Titanic, and I remember always watching it as a kid, and um, we just, I, I swear we watched it a hundred times, and she always loved, you know, the song, My Heart Will Go On. Well, you know, it was one of those weeks where I was missing her, thinking about her a lot, and, you know, asking her for a sign, and this, that, or the other. And we're in the middle of an investigation. I had my phasma box on. Um, and we were by the chicken coop, which is one of our hot spots out here. And, um, you know, we were just sitting there talking to the spirits. And all of a sudden, the phasma box started playing the tune of My Heart Will Go On. Wow. And I literally... Fell, almost fell over with emotions. Um, it actually, the, the lady who was with me, who was helping me with the investigation that night, it made us both cry because she knew too that it was my mom. And I, I believe that that was my mom coming through and saying, hey, I'm here, here's your sign. Um, that just doesn't randomly happen like that. I mean, that's just not even... I mean, it's really not even possible. <laughs> so, 
so that was, um, I, I think I even had to go into the house because I was crying too much and we were doing a Facebook Live. So um, it was very emotional for me, but in a good way. Um, so that was my personal favorite experience. There's, there'd be nothing that can top that because that was my mom. And um, even thinking about it today, it, it still can make me um, emotional talking about it. Um, but yeah, that, that would be my personal favorite. And then the other, the second one um, was, um, so we were doing a tour and of course all of a sudden a rainstorm comes in. So we had to take cover in our garage with everybody. Um, and we had like, there's only like four people. Um, but we had brought our phasma box in the, in the garage, you know, cause it was pouring down rain. Mm-hmm. And, um, all of a sudden our phasma box said olive garden. And we're like, my friend Michelle and I were like, olive garden, what the heck? And we started laughing, <laughs> you know, cause like, why would this stupid phasma box say olive garden? Like that was just, we just thought that was the weirdest thing ever. And um, the one lady that was, you know, there, she grabbed my arm and she like scared me. And she's like, that was meant for me. And I was like, what? And she's like, yeah, that was meant for me. And she's like, I can't, I, I can't tell you. And she like literally started crying. And um, anyway, I didn't pressure her, you know, I gave her her space because you know, dealing with these things that can be very sensitive for people. And um, anyway, the next day she sent me this long email. I think I still have an email because I kept it. Um, anyway, on her way here to our property, she kept thinking about her brother. Her brother had died, I think she had said like five years prior um, in a really bad car accident. And before he had died, her and him had ate at Olive Garden. And that was her last, like, good memory of him. And um, she was thinking about getting a tattoo of, like, the Olive Garden, like, symbol, you know? Like, yeah. the little thing, the, whatever the saying is or whatever. Um, and, uh, or another tattoo. And she asked her brother, like, which tattoo should I get for the memory, you know, the memory of you? And the Phasma box told her, Olive Garden. I I just, I literally, I burst in tears with that one, too. Because I was like, I mean, you can't, that's not something you can't even, there, there's no explanation for that. You can't even think something like that. These aren't just random radio frequencies that are coming through this phasma box. They're able to manipulate this to say whatever they want. Yeah. And I will never forget that email. And it just, um, it made me feel good because she said that she's not afraid of dying now. Wow. Because she knows that there's something more than this. And because it scared her, because her, her brother was so young when he died. And, you know, it, it, it just gave her comfort knowing that he's still with her and around her. And um, they, that, that's just, 
those are just two really, really good examples on what has happened out here. And it's not even civil war spirits. It's just, you know, people that is my mom. It was this lady's brother. That's why I say it's like, I don't know if there's like a portal out here and, you know, they're just able to communicate, but it's, it's crazy. It's just, it leaves you speechless sometimes, I guess. Yeah, and I kind of have something, a similar piece of equipment. It's the Obelisk 3, and it has like a word database of what you were talking about and says, uh, spits out words. And what are the odds of uh, the Obelisk kind of saying Olive Garden? Like, how would a spirit know what to, how would the Obelisk uh, say that randomly, you know? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, 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 yeah, I mean, it really just can't, so, I mean, and to, to be so significant to somebody, I mean, we chuckled it off, and I, I felt bad, and I told her, and she goes, oh, no, anybody would have laughed, because you didn't know, you know, it, it just, but that's the thing, too, is you never know, you know, the, these things can um, say things like that, and it could mean it might not mean something to you, but it could mean something to somebody else in in the group. Yeah. Um, and you just you just don't know how how they communicate with us, you know. Like my mom with the Titanic song, you know. Mm-hmm. It was just the the little the little tune of my heart will go on, but it was significant to me, you know. So yeah. um, that's why I always tell people look for the signs they're always around us and people ignore them all the time and you know I mean even like a random butterfly or a, uh, a dragonfly when they land on you those are all spiritual signs uh, when you see cardinals those are all them sending down signs to reassure us that they're, they're still with us um, you need only ask really you start asking, and let me tell you, you get bombarded with signs. I, I'm constantly seeing signs now, and now that I'm more open, mm-hmm. and that's the thing, too. Like, the more you meditate, the more you become open, the more you become flooded. And you will start seeing signs everywhere and then telling people, did you see this? Did you see that? You know, and... It can be, it's just truly amazing. For the short amount of time that we have left on the show, um, what's your most favorite uh, piece of equipment to use on any uh, paranormal investigations, either on your property or somewhere in Gettysburg? Yeah, definitely my Phasma box. My Phasma box is definitely my favorite piece of equipment. Um, If you... Do you have like a, a website or a Facebook page for people can um, look up your uh, haunted tours of haunted trails of Gettysburg or just want to yeah. reach out to you or yep, anyway? I have my Facebook page is just haunted trails of Gettysburg. And then I also have a website which is um, www.thehauntedtrailsofgettysburg. And then on Facebook, it's just Haunted Trails of Gettysburg. And we have both, and we have evidence on, on both both things. 
for people. And at the bottom of the description of the podcast episode, I'll put all the links there for you for my listeners or somebody new comes on my podcast. They can click the link and it'll bring you to their your website. That's awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Well, Amanda, I would really like to say thank you so much for coming on Ghost Travelers Podcast. Um, I really do appreciate your time. Yes, thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Well, everyone, thank you again for listening. Take care and travel safe. I would like to say thank you to Amanda for coming on Ghost Travelers Podcast today. If you'd like to know more about Amanda and her haunted trails, please head over to our website at thehauntedtrailsofgettysburg.com. If you like this episode of Ghost Travelers Podcast, Please give it a positive rating and leave a comment down below and tell us how we did. And also, please consider on hitting that subscribe button for new episodes on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays as well, where you don't miss a new episode. Thank you for listening. This is your host, PJ, for Ghost Travelers Podcast. Take care and travel safe.